Hi, baby. Hi, honey. Let's get this going. Okay. So what I was saying in the shower before was that I want to make sure that everything we're doing is less about uh, life or death or is it going to work out, is it not going to work out, and I want it to be about the experimentation of it and just wing it, try it, and if it works, great. If it doesn't, let's move on. Um, I just think I need to get over the perfection elements of things before the project has even begun. Mm-hmm. Um, I know personally I'm like very premeditated about the work that you and I have created over the last five years even, last year particularly with the blog, mm-hmm. but I just want to hear people out. I want to feel what they're feeling and and see what they've struggled with, see how they've taken the partnership of being together and the partnership of being in business and, and manifesting that into something that feels, I don't know, feels special to them, feels manageable, feels sustainable, you know? Mm-hmm. I think we've listened to enough podcasts now where we understand what we would want to get out of a podcast. Yeah. And I think that's why this project is important because we want to learn more directly now. Like I feel like we've kind of learned everything that we can learn from other people's podcasts and mm-hmm. we love talking to people we love gathering we love having good conversation and this is just a way to bring all of that together while simultaneously helping us reach our goals faster we're with less struggle yeah that's not to say we haven't been through a lot of struggle like i think mm-hmm. um to sort of reverse and go um, start more at the beginning when we started the blog it wasn't a thing that we had ever thought would manifest into what we feel like it is now when when we started it was like just a catalog just a like a digital photo book that when you're five years old your parents would like show you photos of them growing up and you get to look at them and read the little back says oh this was in you know 1972 blah 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 that's and this is where that was and these are the people in the photo and so the blog was always meant to be that like a and digital a di- scrapbook yeah exactly um but as it's grown and as we've grown into it it's changed a lot and it, whether that's perceivable or not to any exterior forces it's been a really um internally transformative experience yeah and gripping like Mm -hmm. we've like really held on to it more than anything else Mm -hmm. it feels very integrated into our lifestyle now and I think that that's because one we blindly went for something that we had no idea what the end product was two we did it together with the idea that it was really only for us and three, again, the idea of an experiment being like, who gives a shit if it falls apart, you know? Our tiny little corner of the internet mm-hmm. 
nobody's watching, everybody's watching, no one's rating, everyone's rating. Like, how does that? That's not what it was about. So, Mm -hmm. because of that, there's like this element of play incorporated into it that I think when we talk about putting out YouTube videos or even doing something like this, we understand that those things are ultimately for other people to consume and I think Mm -hmm. that's where the pressure comes in whereas with the blog it was always just for fun and just because and then slowly it changed but there was that element of play initially and I think there still is to a great degree um, because we can still tell ourselves that the blog is just for us regardless of what we eventually want it to be Mm -hmm. and so I think continuing to remind ourselves that everything can be play regardless of whether people are looking at it or not um, can kind of counteract the perfectionism complex if you can let it Mm. yeah because what is play Mm -hmm. other than simply to just like the adult version of play is a flow state You know, when you're a little kid, you're in a sandbox, you're just like completely immersed in this world where this this bucket is like an ultimate castle and like this tiny little stick is like the borders to this amazing country that you've built in your mind and all these little acorns that have fallen into the sandbox are like the little characters in this story and so but what's so amazing about that is to be so immersed in that environment and that idea and then when your mom comes in to like remove you to like go to dinner or whatever it's it's almost this like shocking atmosphere because you're so in it Mm. um and i think the like i said the adult version of that would be this sort of flow state where you're working in something and you're in you're immersed in it and you really believe it Mm. you're not really looking at anything else it's like this this is what it is in this current moment in this present circumstance of building this environment building these characters building this thing there goes the refrigerator and uh, like I I don't know I just think that's so important and I think the more projects you and I build together the more things we do whether it be this or whether it be that I just it's nice to be consistently playing and remembering that it is as simple as just knowing that not every hobby needs to be turned into a source of income not every art project is going to succeed not every bit of play is really all that necessary because it is all play it is it is something you can come back to later it is something that you can leave permanently and that our our existence with those things isn't as important as we make them out to be it's our own head's manifestation of just kind of the, the negative self-talk that that brings in like this isn't good enough you can't put it out but when you look at it like play it's different it helps manage expectations yeah because i think i mean we've talked about this with the blog before of when it's not fun anymore we shouldn't do it because the whole point of having something to work on together Mm -hmm. was to bring us closer was to give us a productive point to put our energy toward 
where we were choosing to create something as opposed to just sitting on the couch and watching TV. Mm-hmm. It was a way for us to use our time together to be more quality time because we knew we were going to blog about it. But if it's not fun, then we shouldn't do it because it is supposed to be playful, at least for now. Yeah, I guess that's where I get tripped up because I do make movies for a living and I do make movies for fun. And so because that Venn diagram kind of comes in and comes out and the middle part kind of gets bigger and smaller, it is hard sometimes to separate the idea of play as not being a source of potential income Mm -hmm. as if every hobby like I said needs to be like a side hustle almost you know Um, and I think we've put that upon ourselves just based on what our goals are for the future mm -hmm. I think that we've probably put more pressure on ourselves to have that happen than is necessary at this current moment yeah, it's, I guess it's about your expectations of the work and then how you want the work to be perceived, too. But you're right. Like, the more I'm thinking about it, the more I'm like, what um, What have we been doing? These last few months, we've been taking a big break, and it's been a little tumultuous and uh, just in the ways that we've kind of broken up our time. But I think whether that was because we needed a break or because our mind was focused on other things, a good reminder being that it is just play. Like, it's nothing is as serious as you give it credit for. Mm -hmm. It's not life or death. It isn't you're going to lose your apartment or, you know, whatever. (laughs) Like, it's we're okay. It's all going to be good. And if nothing else, again you and I will listen to this when we're 60 years old and be like, oh my God, listen to those kids. That's so funny. You know, and the beauty of that is something, something incredible just to document that. It's hard to, it's hard to hold on to that. It is. It is. I think from the societal pressure of you need to do something, you need to be something, you know, yeah, but I don't even know if it's societal as much it is as it is just us. Like an internal pressure or kinda, what? Yeah. Where does that stem from? I mean, I am much much worse about it than you are, but it's just overall ambition. I don't really personally characterize myself as being like I would never sit there and be like I'm an ambitious person, but I think I might be. (laughs) That is one of the weirdest things I think you've ever said. (laughs) I just get really excited and passionate when I think about all the potential that we have. Mm -hmm. And... I don't ever want an opportunity for us to fulfill that potential to be wasted. Definitely. I definitely agree with that. And I don't know if that's the same as ambition, but I think it's a soft ambition. (laughs) Well, I think, 
like I said, a big part of our ambitious goals and our moves is because I'm unbearably insatiable and like I need to be moving on to the next thing all the time. But that's why I think you and I work so well together and why I do want to build a business that is brick and mortar, real deal with you. And what's funny is you and I talk about this all the time and we have these ideas. Okay, what's this? What about this? What about that? Oh, this could be it. That could be it. What if we did this? Okay. And the amount of business names you and I have been through over the past like three, four years is a lot. And I'm happy to have taken those ideas, let them fizzle out, and sort of come back like a like the ocean, just mm-hmm. waves up, down, up, down. And as it comes back up, it comes back with a better name, it comes back with a better foundation, better structure. And sort of every time it dies, it comes back better. I think uh, it's almost like a distillation process. Mm. I like, like that metaphor better. When you think about distilling alcohol, it goes through like three layers of distillation or up. something and it keeps going up and then your final product after it's been distilled so many times is like that much better because mm. it's been through so many filters. Yeah, and different iterations. Yeah. Yeah. And that's yeah, that's a great point. And I guess the fat of that or the like sort of like the the shitty alcohol that comes out alongside of it on the other tubes that's sort of disposed of Mm -hmm. is like this constant negative self-talk for me this isn't good enough we're not doing enough we need to be doing more and then I can't do more because what I want to do isn't good enough or it's the crippling doubt of what we're about to do not being good enough for the quality and caliber that we want it to be but that's the beauty of the balance between us. I think you push me a lot to be like, shut, kind of shut up and just do it um, in less crass terms. Mm-hmm. But I have systematically been a little bit more, I, I guess I just advocate for making more often. And when I doubt myself, you come in and sort of soften the, the barriers and and push me towards a more concrete path. And so in that way, our process is very, very much like distilling where it's, it kind of keeps moving up, but you're losing something every time, mm-hmm. but it's, it's gaining quality. It's refining. It's ref- yeah. That's a great word for it. Yeah. Yeah. Flipping through my notebook here. Cause I had a, a note in here from a while ago that I thought, um, would be relevant here. Um, nothing like a podcast running and recording and the uh, fear of not Pressure's being able to, on. the pressure <laughs> of not finding what you're looking for. Well, while you're looking, I'm mm. going to say the name of this podcast out loud. Yeah. The name of our podcast is Heartwork, Being Together and Being in Business. So we will be talking to and gathering with other couples who are in business together, um, doing some kind of entrepreneurial venture in hopes that 
we can really learn everything about their motivation, their struggles, their successes, um, sort of the balance of life, especially because some of them have kids. Um, We just find such a beauty and such an empowerment and inspiration in couples who have integrated work and life together, um, probably in search of that fulfillment and that balance and we're really inspired by couples who've helped each other self-actualize because we're definitely um, we feel like we're sort of in that corner and on that path and that's something that we deeply treasure about being with one another so that's what we're going to investigate yeah it's very exciting Um, to give a little context as to the ebb and flow of how we came to wanting to do this project and the reason behind it is is actually that our blog moons and mass moons being sort of the passage of time in mass being together in french or some shit i don't remember one of hannah's middle names being moonbeam it's about the time that we have together and really since the very beginning of our relationship we've been very very focused on the amount of time we spend together Uh, Very early on, she was very dedicated to school, and I wasn't, but I was working a lot. I would do, like, a lot of overnights or just working 18, you know, not 18, but 14-hour days sometimes, and we just wouldn't see each other a lot. Our schedules never really worked themselves out, and as we graduated and moved on, it, it just, we thought it would get better, and weirdly, it's gotten better but worse, it's like we have more, we had more time there for a while, but we weren't, we were sitting around watching TV and just not really doing anything. And then when we started living together, it was like, okay, now you have to integrate chores into this whole mess and like making sure the laundry gets done. And it just became It wild. became a question of quality time. Um, that was one of our first blog posts was really what does it mean to spend quality time together what does that look like what should that feel like because even when we were spending time together and we thought we were doing something fun um there was still just something missing there was like a feeling that just wasn't there and then we found when we started blogging when we started um making videos or just integrating taking photos into whatever thing we were doing we found that the time that we did have together even if it was less it meant more it felt more we felt more connected to each other and I think that that's why we've continued the blog that's why we've tried to integrate um, video into our content like starting a YouTube channel Um, We sort of always have taken photos together. It started off as Alex taking more photos of me, uh, which was really special, but I've been trying to also document, and he's helped me learn a lot about photography, and being able to walk away from a day with beautiful photos or being able to come home and edit a video together about the great day that we had just really made those moments feel so much more alive 
and it really helped us be more present mm-hmm. in the and things that we were doing. More. Yeah, there was a lot of gratitude that came with that. What were we talking about? <laughs> well, I think you hit on the right points. Is that we built this thing and it became um, a vessel of gratitude, right? And we realized that when we gave each other the quality time that we needed with the creation of whatever vessel it happened to be in, it not only gave us an opportunity to reflect on that uh, when we're alone or whatever, but also knowing that amount of time and that kind of time was the kind of time we were interested in. So it's like almost like quality time became amplified. Mm -hmm. It was like, here's one element, here's another element, one plus one equals two. So we just doubled our quality time together. Yeah. And in that way, I just, I think it's like it's just so, I'm just so invested in it. I'm so just so interested in continuing to do that. And for whatever reason, the only way, the only end goal I see for that is a brick and mortar space for the two of us to to actualize that all the time yeah and and raise a community that understands those values in our space yeah so the blog was kind of for us we're trying to figure out a way to grow it um whatever that might look like but in a way that's genuine to us not that's like because we know how to put a bunch of links in there to make more money or we know people we could reach out to to amplify our uh, sort of speaker from (laughs) but it's that's not the way we want to do it we want people who genuinely care so this podcast is very much sort of a v2 Uh of everything that we're looking to build and we're really fortunate that we have met a lot of people who are doing this um, that we're super excited to talk to and learn from and hear all the dirty laundry aired out, mm-hmm. hear all the exciting, um, just like thrilling points of their journey. And we also are hoping to pick people who are still in the thick of it. I think a lot of the things that we have a hard time with in terms of the podcast that we listen to is you hear from people that have already been through the mud and are on the other side of the clearing with their hands on their hips like I did it Uh and when you're at that point you sort of lose the clarity of it right yeah you're not gonna remember exactly what it was like to be standing in the middle of the swamp looking at the grass wondering how the heck you're going to get over there so one of the things that we will speak about a lot is the real life struggle because we're very much in the swamp (laughs) and that's okay Mm -hmm. um there are a lot of people who are there and none of those people really get to have a voice to speak about what they're going through the people that get to have their voice heard is the people that have already made it to the other side and we're just really passionate about 
sharing the voices of the people who are in the middle of the struggle, who are going to make it to the other side, but they're not quite there yet. And I think that those are the voices that will inspire us and resonate with us and help us grow more than hearing from the people that are already happy about what they're up to. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and in maybe a less depressed way. <laughs> yeah. Like these people that are on our list currently, I am so excited to talk to. And it's not because they're millionaires. Mm-hmm. It's because they're killing it at what they're doing at the level that they're at. And I'm just amazed. Yeah. The fact that you don't sit on the couch and you make a decision to be like, no, we're going to do this crazy thing. Let's try it. Let's experiment and see what happens Mm -hmm. is huge. The simple jumping off the cliff Mm -hmm. and jumping into the unknown is so, so beautiful to me. Because it's not as easy as it sounds. There are a lot of stupid things that we have to consider as um, <laughs> as people yeah. and as, as adult humans. Mm-hmm. And we have considerably less responsibilities than many of these people. But I'm amazed that they took that first step to begin with. Yeah. And that's where we are. And that's where I'm happy to have these conversations. Is that it? Is that our first podcast? I think we did it. Okay. Well, this is uh, Alex and Hannah, and we're going to start this podcast called Heartwork. About being together and being in business. You ready for it? I'm so ready for it. I can't wait to talk to all these amazing humans and share what we learn, hopefully with other people. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I know our moms will be listening. So, got two listens in the book. We're doing great. This is all play, so it doesn't matter. Okay. Okay. See you you next time. Love you.